morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. family. Thank you for getting your beautiful day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. I'm excited that you're joining us here today. My name is Bo Templin. Hosting today with me is my good pal, co-host, wrestling aficionado, gaming expert, uh, hip-hop historian. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Elton Jones, brother, how we doing? Bo with the sauce today, man. I appreciate it, man. All these accolades, bro. I love it. Making his way to the ring, standing in at six feet, one inches tall. <laughs> and you can't teach that tell them both <laughs> can't teach can't teach reach as they say can't you can't teach reach uh elton today is thursday may 12 2022 i'm excited about some of the stuff we got going on today we have a uh, a twitter spaces later today at 6 p.m eastern time we'll be doing a live recording of the podcast so please come hang out listen to how we come up with this crazy show five days a week and uh, usually we we like to give a little love back to the audience, whoever's hanging. So be sure to be there. Be there. Be square. Elton, happy birthday to Mr. Tony Hawk. What a legend, Elton. Like a video game legend, a skating legend, a fashion icon. I mean, the, the guy really checks off a lot of the, the boxes. There are so many kids, 90s babies and early 2000s babies that played that game and just will sucked into the world of skateboarding due to the Hulk. So, Tony Hawk, shout out to you. You just broke open so many barriers for young urban kids to get into the sport. You are an icon, sir. Elton, I feel like I do this every week, and and now it's really starting to bother me, where I feel like I'm exaggerating, right, the person that we're talking about. The Tony Hawk Pro Skater games are Mount Rushmore for me. Like, no no Mm. bullshit, dude. Truly, one of the games that I probably played the most in my life is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and Pro Skater 4. Like, religiously as a kid, those were my favorite games growing up. So, it's, it's a big deal. And I don't know if that's a SoCal thing. Like, Tony Hawk lives... 10, 15 minutes just north of me. So everyone in town kind of knows who he is. They see him at Target or at Coldstone. Dude, I, Tony Hawk's a legend. There's no no doubt it. Elton also on this day, unfortunately, in 2008, George Carlin, the iconic comedian and, and social justice critic, passed away. But really one of the more interesting minds in comedy. And, and I think you see a lot of people today trying to mimic his style and, and kind of do what he was trying to do and did so successfully during his time as as one of the best comedians in the game elton we got a great hip-hop story i I love this tell me about what's going on with ghostface killer hip-hop yeah so bo one of the hardest mcs of all time and personally one of my favorite wu-tang clan members is the illustrious ghostface killer so in an amazing gesture from new york mayor eric adams the rapper actually got his very own day in the city so from this point going forward May 9th will be forever be known as Ghostface Killer Day in NYC. The Tony Starks of rap got this huge honor on the very same day that his killer coffee shop, clever name by the way, in West Brighton, Staten Island had its grand opening. So, Bo, me and you, every year on May 9th, we have to do our part and listen to Supreme Clientele and Fish Scale from front to back on repeat. Can I, I want to make a note here. You know, you mentioned the killer coffee shop. Uh, that is Killa with an H at the end, and it's A-H, right? So Killa Coffee with a K. So just for people that are curious, it is true to the roots of uh, the Wu-Tang Clan with their spelling of Killa Coffee. I love it, man. It's super clever. I'm guessing they're going to have some 
special ingredients to some of those coffee recipes, but we'll see. I'll take a little gander <laughs> over there, give my review real soon. Don't worry, guys. I got you. I'll test it out for everyone first. Make sure it's all good. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, Bo, hype. MCU TV news. What we got? Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Elton, I saw uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness on Tuesday night. Loved it. We talked about it all day yesterday on Wednesday at the Discord stage. We had a great time. We had a beautiful Po app that we gave away to the people who were hanging out and listening. Really good conversation between you, myself, Connor Sheeran, Elizabeth Pagano, Justin Cohen, and uh, all the 137 p.m. family members. But Elton, in a few weeks here, we got season two of Loki that's going to start production. This has been one of the more discussed and debated shows kind of in like the MCU. So June 6th, Loki, season two, they're going to start filming. The director of season one, Kate Heron, will choose to sit out for season two. She's, she's going to take a step back and said, and she's going to hand things off. However, the people that they're going to hand it off to are Benson and Moorhead. They have a lot of experience with the MCU here as they worked on Moon Knight, the, uh, the very successful show with Oscar Isaac. And it seems like Disney has a lot of faith in them. Moving forward, it looks like they're going to be a, a big step here. They will not have um, Michael Waldron, who also helped write Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Michael Waldron wrote season one of Loki. He will not be returning for season two. Eric Martin will be return, uh, will serve as the head writer for the second season of the show. I don't know what direction they're going to take it. Um, some people love the show. I thought it was just on the semi mid side. I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it by any means. That's way too strong. But hey, there were times where I just felt like the CGI was lacking a little bit and, and maybe they dragged out an episode or two. Ellen, where, did, uh, where does Loki stand amongst those disney plus mcu tv shows i'd give it third place this is but if you ask me that before moon knight i'd give it second place so for me it's wandavision moon knight and loki and then everything else pretty much yeah wandavision was certainly my favorite i thought falcon the winter soul or falcon and the winter soldier was good and then that last episode you're right it just felt like a little bit flat or something was missing i don't know felt tv-ish to me at times it felt like i was watching a mcu tv show not an mcu movie which is kind of a bummer elton we also we discussed briefly that they released the trailer for the new avatar movie the way of water and you know most of the people it seems like at 1:37 p.m aren't all that excited about the project but the rest of the world seems to disagree. 148 million views for the trailer within 24 hours, according to Disney. This beats all the recent Star Wars movies. It puts it second place overall for most views within the first day of launch. I People are into it. We get the movie in December. It, it looks, you know, see the CGI looks beautiful. It looks like it's going to be a gorgeous movie. We'll see how the buzz is when it comes around. Elton, we got Converse. Revealing a new line. Talk to me here. What's going on with Converse? Sneakers. Yeah, so we have yet another gaming fashion crossover to spend all our hard-earned money on. And this time, it comes from Pokemon and Converse. So both companies came together to reveal a new line of sneakers that showcase four pocket monsters from the original 151 lineup. My favorite lineup, of course. The Pikachu kicks are yellow, of course. Plus, we have the orange Charizard sneakers, the kind of brownish and yellowish Eevee shoes, and the gorgeous white and purple Mewtwo kicks. I need those in my closet. Now, from what I've been reading about this whole sneaker collab, it seems like they'll only be available in Japan later this week for 75 bucks through Converse's Japanese website exclusively, which kind of sucks, but hey, that's how it works. By the way, 
This actually isn't the first time we've gotten Converse Pokemon sneakers. Back in January, a set of shoes featuring Jigglypuff, Meowth, Squirtle, and a whole bunch of other pocket monsters got launched as well. Like, I need the Charizards, I need those Mewtwo's, I'm gonna go to Fashion Week and just shut down the whole event. When they see those Mewtwo Converse joints on, yo, front page, Fashion Week everywhere, bro. Hell, nice. I mean, dude, this feels like collectibles written all over it. Like, for even the people that don't want to make a fashion statement. You know, Pokemon is as big of, like, an IP as we have in pretty much all of pop culture. I mean, Pokemon is as global as anything. And to think about, like, custom-designed shoes with one of the most iconic footwear brands in Converse, like, dude, 20, 30 years down the line, if I was able to keep one of these pairs away for myself, lock it in a closet, I bet I could spin that thing around for some decent dough. Yeah, for sure, bro. You could buy a house with it. But, yo, at this point, let's see what happens when they drop it later this week. But, bro, you are my NBA, like, wiki page, man. So give me some, give me some info, bro. Elton, we got Bucks Celtics that went down last night. Oh my goodness, what a game in Boston. The Bucks versus the Celtics, game five of the series after the Celtics tied it up at 2-2 apiece. They went back to Boston for game five, and for the majority of the game, Boston was in cruise control. They looked really good. Al Horford was doing his thing. Jalen Brown was hitting some shots. Jason Tatum was doing enough. And really, they were hitting a lot of really big threes and, and defending well against the Bucs. The Bucs had a ton of turnovers in the first half, and things looked grim. Late in the game, it was our old pal, Drew Holiday. I've been talking about Drew Holiday all year long, honestly, longer than that. Um, Drew Holiday finished with 24 points. You know, two blocks, a steal, eight assists, and eight rebounds. Giannis obviously went off as well, 40 points. He was plus seven on the night. He had three assists and 11 rebounds. But Drew Holiday with two of the biggest defensive plays you will probably see all playoffs long. A massive block at the end of the game. Another one on Smart. It was uh, another steal on Smart at the end. It was it was spectacular to watch Drew Holiday in this game. Giannis ended up with a cut above his right eye. He's bleeding. Wow, what a game. What a game. Now they will head back to, uh, to Milwaukee for game six. I believe that is on Friday. Ellen, there was also some pretty good MLB stuff that kind of went down this week. It was just a really weird week in the MLB, but exciting. Like a really exciting week. So Christian Yelich plays for the Brewers, superstar, one of my favorite players in the leagues. Uh, he hit for the cycle on Wednesday. That means he hit a single, a double, a triple, and a home run all in the same game. It's one of the harder feats you can do in baseball. It only happens, you know, less than a handful times a year. So that was really interesting on Wednesday. On Tuesday, Anthony Rendon hit a home run lefty. In the same game, 22-year-old Reed Detmers had the 12th no-hitter in Angels franchise history. And then on Tuesday night as well, Aaron Judge hit a huge walk-off home run for the New York Yankees. Just a crazy week for baseball. Really fun, really exciting. Like, if you're a diehard baseball fan, this is this is the week that you live for. Kind of kind of right there. That is it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com. Follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Like on Twitter, where we will be live tomorrow recording this show. You can see how we come up with the stories that we do. Please hop into our Discord. We had, I think, three Discord stages going down on Wednesday. All of them were a blast. Tons of engagement. Be part of the community. We will be back. Manana. As always, stay curious. 